0: We're so excited to share this teaching message with you from Sikamo Church, Ibado, Nigeria. We believe God knows you and loves you, and through his word, he expresses his plans and purposes for your life. We hope that you open up your heart and really sense God speak to you through this message from our pastor, Tolulokwe Mudi. Let's get right into the service and be blessed by this message.
1: Jesus, thank you so much that we can just be leaning our souls on you this morning and See the God who loves us, who is for us, not against us. But as we gather this morning, we gather in that deep awareness, God, that you are mindful of us, you are thinking about us. And so today, God, even as we just make our hearts ready for your word, God, we just really lean our souls into you today, God. And we pray, Lord, God, that you would reach us in a way only you can. Make your word so simple this morning, God, that it would be so clear and understandable. But let it be so profound that it will make a mark in our lives forever do what only you can do in this house today God and we thank you for it in Jesus name and everybody said amen 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 Amen. can you help me thank the team um this morning fantastic all right if you like who you're next to please be seated this morning let's get set for God's word um was worship a blessing. Thank you team. Um thank you. Everybody who serves every volunteer. Thank you for all that you do. Um we had a great time at volunteers forum yesterday. Just hanging out together. Um thanks to everybody who's in the life of our church. Um if you're new or visiting with us, big welcome. Thanks for being here this morning. You came on a good day. We are starting Sorosoke. And um at the end of this service, you'll just be very loud everywhere you're going, you'll just be shouting. You know, that's that's gonna be cool. Um, we I, I want to get done with the word on time because we want to be out of here. Liverpool is playing Man City today, and um we just need to have some time to you know prepare to disgrace to disgrace Man City. That's what's gonna happen, okay? But but low key, it's still early season. Let me just say that. Just just saying you know, it's the early season, so don't, you know, but, but all the same, we will still this Christmas. don't worry, that was a small thing, just Van Dyke, anyway, don't worry, don't worry, but, okay, all right, let's start, I want to speak to you today on just a, a little message just to lay the foundation for this, um, um, what we really want to do in this series is that we want to, um, like, rediscover the Christian voice, Like what it really means to be a Christian. That thing of the voice of a Christian is what we want to rediscover over the next couple of weeks as we just engage this series. By God's grace, we're going to do it in two weeks. Um, And today, I just want to preach a little message to you that I'll call Lonely Crawler to City Taker. Lonely Crawler to City Taker. Lonely Crawler to City Taker. I'll start by asking you this morning if you've ever been in a moment or in a situation where you wanted to speak um, but you were silenced you wanted to speak but you were silenced half a minute so we were one, one rule I have anybody who is on keyboards for me has to be a Liverpool fan and he's, he's one of our you know, he's like the president of our Ibadan branch okay then okay all right um lonely crawler to city taker so have you ever been in a a season where you felt like your voice was taken you wanted to speak but you just couldn't um it was just it's like you were silenced maybe like in school maybe there was that famous school bully you know that intimidated you to the point that you know you, you just wanted to speak but you were just silenced you know, th- th- I know some of you. If I ask you, there are some names of people that in your mind they must not be in the book of life. What they did to you in school, you know, if you get to heaven and you see them, oh, you yeah, are going to be. Maybe you've even gone on Google trying to check uh, check them out now. Like I hope they are failing in life, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that, right? Um, or maybe, maybe maybe for you it was like a relationship situation where um, you know a guy just asked you out, you know, and you were just silent. Like, I just never expected it, you know. I, I thought you were just my brother in the Lord, you know. You are a big bro to me, you know. So you're just, you are just silent, you know, like big bro is to die single, you know. Um, or, or, or sometimes maybe it is just the extent of folly you know, let's say you were on your way to church and you took like a a, maybe a taxi and then somebody was just, you know how you can just be with like Ibadan people in a taxi and somebody makes a statement like you are just like somebody just says that the American election, the rigging was done in the yes silent you know, or or sometimes maybe it is just the, the creativity in a joke that just, you know I was so grateful. My birthday was last week, and I was just so thankful. Thank you, everybody, for the love and all of that. I was just so thankful. But one of the things that really just touched me, there was this video from Campus Connect, and I really loved it. And early in the video, they were asking, which of my jokes is the funniest? You know? And it was just beautiful to be hearing. You know? Just all my incredible jokes, you know? And the ones that have blessed people in different ways, some that i would even forgotten about and all. But there was one that I remember that I was just... You want to hear it, (laughs) you know? Because some of you have forgotten these things. We have to be having revision courses on my joke, right? Um, What what do you call a nun? All right, a nun that comes from heaven. Is she a Catholic nun? Option A: Catholic nun. Option B: Anglican nun. Option C: Methodist nun. None of the above. (laughs) Good one. Good one. Good one. Yeah. Good one. Good one. (laughs) Good one. But this morning, I really just wonder, what is powerful enough to silence you? And that's really the conversation I want to walk with you today. Because as I think about the world that we live in, there's just so much that intimidates, that tries to take away our voice, that tries to overwhelm us and silence us. Um, and I want to challenge us because I really trust in God that over the next couple of weeks we will rediscover our voice we will rediscover our Christian voice we need to rediscover that there is what it means to really be a Christian there is something about being a Christian and a voice that we hold even in the world that we live in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 10 the Bible says there are it may be so many kinds of voices in the world listen and none of them is without significance signification significance there is no voice that does not have significance i'll tell you what there is a significance to our voice as christians there's something it means to be a christian and that voice has a significance in the world that we live and here's the other side of it our silence also has significance because our voice has significance i believe that our silence also has significance In John and chapter 1 and verse 22, they came to John the Baptist and they began to ask him. They said, who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? Now, Now, just imagine you face this question. What do you say about yourself? Now in verse 23, John said, I am the voice. They said, John, who are you? John said, I am a voice. He's introducing himself as a voice. Is it possible that in God's sight, we are first of all, even about the voice that we are before what we do, where we live, you know, who we know, we are a voice. They said, John, who are you? What should we say about you? John introduced himself as a voice. He said, I'm the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said something about knowing that we are a voice. A voice that we are is more than the job that we do. It's more than where we live. It's more than what we have in our bank account. It's more than our education. It's more than what we have been through. There is something about knowing that with God we are a voice. When I say you are a voice, this is more than like my personality type. Am I the loud type? Am I the talkative type? No, it's not about all of that. It's about a statement that your life represents. It's about an essence that we see you and there is something that your life represents in fact this is what i would say to you sometimes the voice that you are is manifested in your silence in matthew chapter 27 and verse 14 the bible says about jesus because we know jesus telling parables we know jesus telling stories we know all the beautiful things jesus went about town you know doing and speaking but look at matthew 27 and verse 14 in this moment when they were asking jesus questions the bible says he answered him not one word jesus was pitch silent dead silent and in his silence Look at what happened The governor marveled greatly That your silence Is a statement of your voice The places you speak The places you are silent Is what your voice is all about Are you hearing me this morning And I believe this morning That our voice outlives us I'll tell you the truth your voice is going to be a louder statement even when your breath is gone in Hebrews and chapter 11 and verse 4 the Bible speaking about Abel look at that last line it says Abel being dead yet still speaks he being dead still speaks there's something about knowing that this voice that we are is a statement that will even outlive us there is something about our lives that will exist even beyond our breath it's called our voice even when you are not present there's a statement about your life we was saying in Volunteers Forum yesterday that, you know, one of the highest forms of, like, relevance is that your presence is felt even in your absence. But one of the most amazing things about uselessness is that even your absence is felt in your presence. You know. But, 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 but here's the deal. It's, it, a voice is, you're not even there. Abel is gone. But we are hearing him. It's like, it's like when you were in your neighbor's house as a young kid. And they were saying, come and drink Coke. Your mother was not there but you are seeing her and hearing her witness. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mommy being absent yet speaks. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's the thing about a voice. It's a statement of what you represent, that people are lying down on their bed and you are ringing something to them, that even when you are long gone, when you are not even on the earth again, generations are still hearing your impact. There is something about a Christian voice we must not lose. This is who we are. They said, John, who are you? John said, I'm a voice. You know what he was saying, people? I believe that as we challenge ourselves to rediscover the Christian voice, I believe that it is a 1 Corinthians 13, 13 thing. That's where I'll start from this morning. The Bible says, now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. There is an abiding of faith, hope, love. What is a Christian voice? I'll tell you about a Christian voice this morning. A Christian voice is a voice of hope. Listen, we walk in a world where there's so much despair, there's brokenness, in the world there's pain in the world people have been let down people have been betrayed and you know we walk around a lot of just hopelessness it's, a, it's just a thick wave of hopelessness everywhere people just despairing giving up groping in the dark but i'll tell you what a christian voice is a voice of hope a christian voice is that voice that brings an abiding of hope that says that because of jesus we are never without hope because of jesus there's always more to come than we have seen happen because of jesus there's still an experience Expectation, there's still the more to come. and I'll tell you what a Christian voice is: a voice of hope. A Christian voice is a voice that breeds hope into that hopeless family, into that brokenness in the office, into all the betrayal going on, and all of that. A Christian voice is a voice of hope. Help me look at somebody this morning and say, Your voice is a voice of hope. Second thing I'll say to you this morning is that a Christian voice is a voice of love. First of all, a Christian voice is a voice of hope and it really doesn't matter what we have even gone through sometimes it's even your own story that you have walked through a lot of you know they did you wrong and things were broken and all of that and i'm just saying to you today that when you hear your voice you must hear a voice of hope and second thing i'll say today is that a christian voice is a voice of love it's a voice of love because even in a world of bitterness even in a world where there 's just so much scheming and you know and, and, and bitterness and hatred. A Christian voice is still a voice of love and I'll tell you the truth friends, this is what it means to be Christian. We might look counterculture; it might look like everybody is doing that but now abide, now abide. This is how we live. This is what we do. We wake up every day with a sound of hope that we are hearing and we are sounding. We wake up every day with a sound of love. Romans chapter 5 and verse 5 says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. It's more about who is in us than what's around us. It's more about a working of the holy ghost in our heart that's why paul says the love of god compels me there's a compelling force and everything around might be bitterness and what they did and what they don't deserve and you know the, the unforgiveness and the betrayal but the christian voice it's still a voice of love. It doesn't matter if it's 2020 or 1905. Listen to me. The Christian voice is still a voice of love. It doesn't matter the political divisions or the ethnicity and the tribal divisions. And what have you. The Christian voice is still a voice of love. And I'll tell you the third thing this morning. Pleasant surprise. It's a voice of hope. It's a voice of love. Who can guess the third thing this morning? It's a voice of faith. The Christian voice is a voice of faith. Because of the working of hope and the working of love, I believe that the Christian's voice is always standing in trust, in dependence on God for the next thing God will do. That's the birthing of faith. It's, there is more to come and I love. I, the love of God is compelling me. Therefore, I'm in expectation of what God will do. So the Christian voice is always a voice of faith. It's always a voice of holding on to God, of depending on God, on trusting on God for the more that god can do for the what god will do even right here and right now the christian voice is a voice of faith it's not a voice of we don't even know how things are going to turn out we don't even we are just abandoned no the christian voice is a voice of faith it's the same thing paul writes in 1 thessalonians 1 and verse 3 look at this he's writing to the thessalonians he says remembering without season. look at these three things your work of faith this is what it means to be a christian your work of faith your labor of love i've been working all week I'm I'll tell you how I was working. It was a work of faith. I've been laboring. I'll tell you the labor. It's called a labor of love and the patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and Father this is what it means to be a Christian. It's what it means to anchor our lives as Christians, that we have a voice of faith, a voice of love, a voice of hope. And I pray nothing in this world would take away your voice. I pray nothing in this world would steal it out of you. It's God, what they did, it's because of the times we live, it's because got what's going on. I pray nothing in this world would take away that thing of what it means to be a Christian. I still believe that a Christian's presence elevates the room. It elevates the room from hopelessness to hope. I still believe a Christian elevates the family from bitterness to love. He elevates the office from faithlessness to faith. He elevates the community from hopelessness to hope. This is what it means to be a Christian. That we have what it takes to elevate the room. To elevate the neighborhood. To elevate the family. To elevate the office to elevate wherever we find ourselves to elevate your class from hopelessness to hope because I have a voice of hope people I have a voice of faith I'm standing in trust and dependence on God for a loved one for my family I have that voice may nothing take away your voice they asked John they said who are you he said I'm a voice I pray you would walk in and more than you think of your name you think of your voice more than you think of your background you think of your voice more than you think of what they did to me what I've been through you be thinking. Thinking of the voice that you are. Is what it means to be a Christian. You wake up in the morning and as you go out, you from bitterness to love, he elevates the office from faithlessness to faith, he elevates the community from hopelessness to hope. This is what it means to be a Christian that we have what it takes to elevate the room, to elevate the neighborhood, to elevate the family, to elevate the office, to elevate wherever we find ourselves, to elevate your class from hopelessness to hope. Because I have a voice of hope, people, I have a voice of faith. I'm starting. And trust and dependence on God. For a loved one, for my family, I have that voice. May nothing take away your voice. They asked John, they said, who are you? He said, I'm a voice. I pray you would walk in. And more than you think of your name, you'll think of your voice. More than you think of your background, you'll think of your voice. More than you think of what they did to me, what I've been through, you'll be thinking of the voice that you are. is what it means to be a christian you wake up in the morning and as you go out you are like faith is on its walk hope is on its walk love is taking a walk love just took a stroll in the evening anything can happen faith is in the neighborhood anything can happen hope is around this morning come on hope is around this morning somebody that's what it means to be a christian whoa i pray living in nigeria will not take away your voice I pray living, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm praying a school system will not take away your voice. I pray academic staff, uh, what's it called? Um, ASU, will not take away your voice of hope. Now they ask you, what's what's going to happen in your life in the next five years? We don't even, you see everything. In fact, their father, their papa, come on, a Christian has a voice of hope. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, for goodness and mercy, it's following me all the days of my life. Ah, Christian has a voice of hope, has a voice of hope. Let me look at somebody this morning, help me preach. Look at somebody this morning and say, come on, wake up that voice, wake up hope. All right, now look at somebody else, say Soros, okay, Soros, okay. Don't say anything after that, just say, don't add any other word. (laughs) Christian has a voice of faith and of hope and of love. Christian elevates the room. John chapter 4. This is where I'm kind of going this morning. Um, This is where I wanted to get to this story that you all know. John chapter 4. I'll take it from verse 7. Cheers to a Jota hat-trick today. Cheers to two goals from Salah. Firmino common as a substitute to score one. From money
2: <laughs> Fantastic.
1: thank you, Lord. All right, let's go. John chapter 4 from verse 7 is where I'm really going this morning. Um, you, you probably know the story of the Samaritan woman, and you know, this woman who the Bible says had been married to five men was living with the sixth. Um, very messed up woman and what I want to show you today is about how an encounter with Jesus would give us our audacity and would give us our voice and let's just walk the story a bit from verse 7 about how a woman of Samaria came to draw water and Jesus said to her give me a drink. Now in verse 10 Jesus answered and said to her if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you give me a drink you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Let's just run all the way to verse 17. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said, (laughs) I have no husband. That's a nice way to say. For you have had five. And the one whom you now have is not even your husband. In that, you spoke truly. And the woman said, sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain. Let's talk about worship, not my husband's and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship run the story to verse 25 Um, the woman said to him I know the Messiah is coming who is called Christ when he comes he will tell us all things verse 26 and Jesus said to her I who speak to you am he now in verse 28 the woman doesn't say anything again in verse 28 all we see is that she left her water pot and she went her way into the city And said to the men. Come see a man. Who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city. And came to him. I just think it's beautiful today. Because as we. Look at the story of this woman and the conversation she's having with Jesus and all that's going on. Can we remind ourselves, this is a woman who knows brokenness. This woman was not just jumping around marriages because she felt like, I really think that, you know, it was a story of somebody let her down. Think of how a marriage starts with all the highs of expectation and the beautiful promises. And then suddenly she finds herself on the broken end of it again. And she tries that once, twice, thrice. Maybe for you, it's like relationships, uh, you know. And you are like, ah, how It's just five months? It's 27, you know. Just calm down, all right? But but it's this thing of knowing brokenness, knowing disappointment. When you ask that kind of woman about life, about people, there's just all this negativity that comes. And and I kind of think it had worked its way into her. So we meet her at the well. She's lonely. She's just she's just a lonely crawler walking up to the well. You know, when nobody else is there, she's basically just going at a time when nobody else is there, just to get the water I need. And and by the time Jesus is started a conversation with her, we also find out that she actually all the while had questions that are boiling in her heart. She's asking questions about worship and about what our father said and all of that. And all these questions are kind of in her heart. but So so in my mind she's like timid. She's unsure of herself. She's doubting a lot. She's, and she's had a past. Really she's had a past. She's, she's been messed up. She's been betrayed. Everybody has probably tagged her. You know they know her. They, they, they talk about her in every negative way and all of that. She's that type of woman. And just imagine that. Imagine that in your world. Imagine that for somebody around you. Or imagine that as yourself in some way or the other, just the brokenness, the pain, the, the shame, maybe the guilt, maybe what I should have done that I didn't do. And she was that kind of maybe again, maybe she was hurt, maybe there was still a lot of hurt of what that first guy did, why did he do that? And he shouldn't have. And there's a way life happening just makes us, you know, just lose a vibe, lose a voice. Uh, now she's just crawling just to like make my life happen. I just need water to drink, so I'll just crawl. I'll just get it. I'm just lonely. There's no friend to go with and all of that. You know, and, and somewhere in her crawling, she meets Jesus who is engaging in a conversation and saying, oh, give me water. And, and and the Bible says she was shocked. Why are you talking to me? Number one, I'm Samaritan. That's an outcast. Number two, I'm a woman. And, and in those days, there was all this, you know, just... Wouldn't even be, I like the way message Bible, but it says a, a Jew won't be caught dead talking to a Samaritan woman. Nobody does that. And Jesus is talking to her and saying, give me water. And, she's, and then he's saying, okay, if you even knew me, you would have asked me for water and I would give you. He says, would you give me water so I don't have to come here again? I can just lock myself in the house. If there's any type of water that will make me be able to avoid people, avoid the shame, I'll do it. But I'm just amazed that on the other side of a conversation with Jesus, she um, runs back into the city and something has happened to her that she brings the entire city. The Bible says the whole city followed her to come and meet with Jesus. And Today, that's what I want to talk about. About that journey from a lonely walker to a city taker about that journey from from just living under the burden of something taking away my voice to getting my voice back. To getting my audacity back because I think locked up in that woman all the while was influence for that city. Locked up in the woman all the while was, was an anointing and an influence that could take over the whole city but here she was just living in the shadows and just barely getting by. I wonder what that sounds like to you today. But in every way that we have just found our voice taken away. I just want to show you very simply this morning how by the grace of God we can rediscover it. I just want to say to us this morning that a real encounter with Jesus will make you loud. Uh, not lousy, but loud. A real encounter with Jesus will give you your vibe back. A real encounter with Jesus will make you loud. It would, it would, it would break off all those voices that that keep you down and tell you to stay silent. And a real encounter with Jesus will make you loud about the things your life is about. It will make you loud about love, loud about hope, loud about faith. A real encounter with Jesus makes us loud. It speaks against all those voices in our head that tell us you can't. You are not. You are share, You are to be ashamed you're broken, it speaks against you and it makes us loud about what our lives are really about it will silence fear in our minds it will silence the things that bully us the past, a real encounter with Jesus will give us an audacity and a boldness And I just think that on the other side of an encounter with Jesus, two things that are so beautiful that I see happening. One is that we become a bridge. And I really think this is important because the world is so needing of a bridge. Can you see Jesus on one side standing at the well? And Jesus had everything it takes to save the city. He came to die for the whole. This is Jesus. And Jesus is so full of grace and of life and of love. But he's standing at the well. And the Bible says he's even tired. He's just standing there tired. And on the other hand, there's a a city city that needs Jesus, a city that needs an encounter with Jesus. But what really needed to happen was a bridge. And I believe that an encounter with Jesus makes us that bridge, makes us the bridge between the love of God and a world that needs it. It makes us the bridge between broken humanity and a God that can heal. It makes us the bridge between sick humanity and a God that can save. An encounter with Jesus makes us a bridge. That's what we see happening with this woman. She is not the savior, but she becomes a bridge the second thing I think is important to see is that an encounter with Jesus makes us a channel I think the world is really needing of channels again, channels of grace channels, channels, it's like a pipeline in the flow and there's so much on this side that needs to get to this side, there is God's will in heaven that needs to be done on earth and I believe God is longing for channels, an encounter with Jesus makes us a channel, that our lives become less about ourselves and what we want and what we have, our lives become about God, the world is Needing of grace, can I pass on some grace? The world is needing of hope. Can I pass on some hope? The world is so broken, it needs some joy. God, can I take some joy and pass it on to the world? Can I give some peace to the world? And do you know the beautiful thing about a channel? Think about an oil flowing through the pipe to the other side. The channel never runs dry. This is why your life as a Christian is so full of grace, full of hope, full of life, full of joy. When you understand what it means to be a channel that if the world is just so of of joy that I can hardly hold enough to overflow. I can hardly hold enough hope from God. An encounter with Jesus will make you a bridge and make you a channel. This is what we see happening with this woman. That she's coming with all her brokenness and her pain and the past but something about meeting Jesus just makes her a channel makes her a bridge become a channel of grace and just supplying to the world but I think this is where I, I, I kind of want to get to today, m- make it a lot practical. I think there are two reasons why this woman would probably have just felt like no, I can't. I can't be a voice in the city. Um, it's okay if I can convince myself to have a conversation with Jesus, but I really can't be a voice in the city. I think there are two major reasons. Number one is I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. They know me. They know my past. I'm not good enough. Like if somebody is to go to the city and say, you know what? Jesus is out there. I'm like, can the local priest go? Can, you know, at least he wears a white robe or something. You know, he can be like, everybody, I have an announcement. There's a guy out there that can save us. Oh, wow. Like, let's go. I'm not good enough. Who am I to talk to anybody? I lost my voice because I'm not good enough. And I think the second reason is I don't know enough. I don't know enough. Like, oh, So if I go into the city and I'm like, oh, there's some, and they ask me two questions. Like, here I am, battling with my own questions. So they then ask me, what is the original Greek word for salvation? I'm like, Elisha. Um, um, <laughs> you know, like, what am I going to say? I don't know enough. I'm not good enough. And it's some way, if we're honest, I think these are two things that ring in our minds. Just that feeling of I'm not good enough. Maybe as I walk down the journey of my life, maybe after five years, I can like put my act together. Maybe I'll be able to speak. You know, it's, it's one thing if we say, you know what, church, we want to go on a mission trip and we want to go to Belarus. Volunteers, everybody like, oh, we'll go. I, I, for once, I'll even I'll travel but, but beyond that, you're like, I'll go to Belarus. But if we're like, we want to go and preach on your streets, <laughs> like, my schedule is quite tight. You know why? They know me. They know me. I I sometimes I'm like I was like late going out that morning. I was trying to talk to me, and of course I didn't greet the person. Like that's at its most minor level. (laughs) It was a little must. Maybe I said a few words, Uh, not too Christian, just advising him about like his head composition, not being too complete. (laughs) that's (laughs) that's basically right. But but it's like the closer it is to us, then we start to have that voice ringing. Why do you think it's hardest to talk to your family or to your friends? It's easier to talk to your friends about Liverpool Man City, yeah? Than to be like, um, so, like, um, never mind, never mind. Why do you think that? I'm not good enough. And, and it's true. It's true. This is a woman who just five minutes ago, Five minutes ago, was all of that. So, it, so I get the point. I'm not good enough. But here's what I want us to see about what's happening in John four, because I really believe the word of God the word of God is not just beautiful stories to read. I believe the word of God gives us models to build our lives on. And God is making a statement. There's a reason why Jesus timed it to meet this very woman. There's a reason why the Bible gives us all these details of the woman. There's a reason why. It's for us to look at ourselves and know, listen, God doesn't need you to be good enough. God doesn't need you to be good enough. The qualification is not about you. We are simply pointing the world to a savior that is good enough. Jesus is good enough. Jesus is Is savior. I'm only a bridge. I'm not even the savior. I'm only telling them come and see And it is amazing how God will use a miracle of your insufficiency to work his purpose. Because I think at the end of the day, there was even nobody more qualified. Who else could run into the city? Who else could start to preach and say, come and see a man? You know when they first heard that everybody in their, in their houses maybe just having dinner, and it's like, we're just having, who is that shouting on the road? And they're like, somebody's shouting, come and see a man. And you know, everybody's just like, why is the, person, is the person mad? Why are they making noise? And then they say, who is even shouting? And they mention her name. I'm like, everybody would stand up. Who else can tell us about a man? Who else can tell us? I mean, she's been with five, six, right? She knows every, for her to be shouting, come and see a man. man. like we need to see that man. The Bible says the whole city followed. She had a reputation. If she recommends you a man, you better follow. And I just want to say today, friends, that when we feel so dirty and messed up, that is the best advertisement for soap. When you see your, when when, when you want to advertise good soap, you don't take a clean set and say, no, no, no. They will roll it in there. They'll say, let it be dirty. This is what our soap can do, people. When we show up to the world and we stop all this forming and I'm good enough. No, no, no. We are broken. We are messed up. Any hope we have, it's because of Jesus. That's our message to the world. We are the ones that started to make Christianity look as if it is, you know, God, then assistant God. No, we are not. We are messed up sinners that found a savior. That is our message. We are broken people. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. We are empty. We are miserable. We are worse than the world. I sometimes think that maybe Christians we are, we are actually worse than unbelievers. That's why we, we were quick to find our need for a savior. <laughs> but, but I just want to say, when that voice comes back and Says you're not good enough, and it's trying to take away your voice. I pray today you will rediscover your audacity. God doesn't need you to be good enough. We are here to say, Come and see a man, come and see a man, come and see a man. Let the man explain, let the man do, let the man do what the man does for you. Come and see a man. So the woman realized that if I can say, Come and see a man. For some of you, that's come to church. For some of you, that's come to volunteer, come to a life group, come to come to church, come to creative show, come to Come to exile. Come. Come and see a man. Come and see a man. I like how the Bible, like it's that simple. Come and see a man. If that's what it takes to have your name move from a lonely crawler to a city taker. Come and see a man. Some of you need to become community takers. You need to become an office taker. Come and see a man. Come and see a man. You're Scrolling through your phone. Come, come, come. Come. I think Christians must rediscover the generosity of come, come, come. I experience something. You come, come. This is a voice we must not lose, people. This is a voice we must not allow the world to shortchange us of. Come, come. An encounter with Jesus will make you loud. Make you loud about what you experienced. Make you loud about what you found. Make you loud. Not lousy, but loud. Loud about what you believe. And the second reason is I think the woman would genuinely be thinking, I don't know enough. And I'm like, yes, I can totally relate with this. Because if I run into the city and I'm like, everybody come and see a man and somebody stops me and says, okay, um, what happened to dinosaurs? Uh, One saved, forever saved. (laughs) I'm like, I'd just rather keep quiet. I don't know enough. (laughs) I don't know enough. So say, the 24 elders that are burning down around the throne, mention their names. <laughs> Seven years tribulation, will the church go first, or will we all be here? I don't know. All I know is that first flight may have gone. <laughs> That's all I know. And if the angel that is holding trumpet, he will say, ah, I've been holding this thing for 2,000 years. It's even working? Let me test. Bam! I've gone. I've gone. I don't know. The people that wrote the Bible, were they were they human beings inspired or inspired? Uh, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know enough. Honestly, record, I don't know. I don't I don't know enough. I don't know enough. I don't know enough. I don't know enough. Let it sink in your heart. Honestly, I don't know enough. Look at somebody and say, you don't know enough. And if anybody disagrees, stand up. Let me ask you two questions. I don't know enough. I'll ask you three. If you escape the sword of jail, you will not escape the sword of... don't know enough i don't know enough i don't know enough i don't know enough and that voice will keep ringing the bible says settle quickly with your adversary sometimes we need to settle right the devil is telling you you don't know enough oh yeah i agree i don't know enough but do i need to know enough because the woman ran and she said come see a man do you know that even in her message there was a question shoot me the verse come see a man could he be the christ (laughs) Good, like she was she was saying like let's check come see my good (laughs) even in her message her question is still coming out so so you're like yes i got saved but i need to go through 20 weeks of discipleship to just understand like let me even just study the original hebrew of faith and you know some of those things sanctification of the saints And the difference between the cherubims and the terrestrial. You know, the seven levels of heaven. Seven dimensions of hell. Abraham's paradise. (laughs) She said, could he be the Christ? Listen, I just realized as I looked at her story, I don't even need to know enough all i need is to be a bridge christ knows enough listen when i point them and say come and see the man the man will explain himself the man will reach them the way he needs to the man will do the work only he can do mine is to say come and see the man let the man explain himself let the man speak for himself by the time you read on in that scripture the bible says they came back to the woman and they said now we believe not even because of what you said but because of what we have heard him say I pray that will be the testimony of your friends and of your neighborhood and of people around you. I don't even need to know enough. I don't even need to. You you see the problem we have is that our generation of Christianity presents it as though we are all sufficient in ourselves. But I think we must rediscover what it means to be a pointer to Jesus. To be a pointer to say, come see a man. Um, Let the man speak for himself. Let the man do what only he does. Walk with that man. Read that man's Bible. Let the man do what he does. Pray to that man. Um, Talk to him. Um, Let the man do what he does. I don't know enough, yes. I'm not good enough, yes. But don't let it take away your voice. This is how I become a lonely crawler when I'm anointed to be a city taker. This is how I start sitting down in the dark fetching water just to survive. When I'm anointed for a purpose that is greater, do you realize that when the woman encountered Jesus, the Bible says she left her water pot and ran into the city to do what she was really anointed to do. So, so all the while she was fetching water to live at a level of survival. Like the water I need. But there was something about men and mud That the water was not even what her life was all about. I would say she left it and ran into the city something about our voice. There's something about who we are. There's something the world tries to silence, that the devil lies into your mind to keep you quiet. And you know, what is there to be hopeful about? Faith, love, you know. It's just like quieted. There. Who are you? You're not good enough. You don't know enough. And all those voices attacking your mind today, I pray, that you will rediscover an audacity that Jesus gives you. On the other side of those, did you hear the word he said to her? He said, I am he. I am he. There's something about hearing that revelation of who. Jesus is. There's something about an encounter with Jesus. There's something about coming back to the house of God and worshipping and, you know, just being in his word and being with Christian community. There's something about hearing Jesus saying I am he that puts a spark in us that, that just wakes up something. We cannot afford to allow our voice to be taken. We cannot afford it. We cannot afford to allow our audacity to be silenced. We cannot afford it. There's just something about I am he. It wakes up something within our heart. Tim, come, I'm almost done preaching. And today, I just want everybody to walk out of church with a renewed vibe. A renewed sense of God has given me a voice. And my voice has a significance. My voice has a significance in my family. It has a significance in my office. It has a significance in my class. It has a significance in my life group. It has a significance in my church. It has a significance in my community, in my neighborhood, where I live. My voice has a significance. And something that you must refuse to allow the world to take away that voice. And just make you silent. And make you passive. And and we give all kinds of excuses. I'm I'm not the talking type. I'm the shy type. I'm there. This is not about being a talkative. This is about being a sound. This is about experiencing Jesus. This is about hearing Him saying, I am He. This is about walking out of a service where the Holy Ghost was so at work in you and something in you came alive. That makes you a voice. It makes you refuse to live as just a passive being. But no, I'm a voice. I'm a voice. And remember that your voice is going to outlive you. The the the, the statement of your life is going to live longer than you. There's something about being a voice. There's something about walking in relationships and knowing that I'm a voice. And you know, just that sound of a voice that reaches and God can do something amazing through you. But here's where I'm going to close this morning, because I think we need to remind ourselves in John chapter four. And verse 26 the Bible says that Jesus said to her I who speak to you am he so she's coming with all those questions and all the things I don't even understand Jesus says I who speak to you I am he you know I, I just want to like remind us church because maybe for many of us we're on the other side of of a lot of experience like this woman had as we're speaking about a voice you just look at basically look at your story look at all that you have been through maybe for you it's that you look at your hustle you look at where life is right now and you just feel like these things take away any sense of audacity of a voice in me maybe you've been hurt you've been let down or maybe it's just a struggle to make life happen um But there's just something about hearing Jesus you know, on the other side of your questions, on the other side of all your groping in the dark, on the other side of all your pain, hearing Jesus say, I am He. And and it's in that the woman finds her sound. And I want to call everybody to that this morning. I think, the reason why Christians live like the world and we lose our voice and we just do everything it's like we're just all of that is that we forget we forget that Jesus is saying those words to us I am he I'm he Um, what do you need him to be <coughs> what do you need him to be God is saying to Exodus in, God is saying to Moses in Exodus chapter 3 he's saying I am that I am what do you need him to be hebrews chapter 11 it says that without faith it's not possible to please god verse 6 because he that comes to him must believe that he is he is what what do you need him to be um but he's saying to you i am he for some of you it's like the reason why i can't speak is i am so in pain and he's saying i am the healer you look for for some of you it's that I'm just broke I am your sufficiency for some of you it's that I can't so, so when he's saying to Moses I am that I am and Moses said, saying I'm a stammerer he's not saying I will change the stammering but he's saying you'll find my grace where you need it I am he that as you look at every reason why you think you can't I pray today you would walk out hearing God saying I am he I'm ashamed God is saying look I am he that takes away shame and takes away all of that I am he. I am he that. I am he. I am he. What do you need me to be? He that comes to God must believe that he is. He is what? You fill in the blanks. I am. I am. That I am. I am. God, I feel weak. I am strength. God, I don't even have the words to say. He says, look, I am. Open your mouth wide and I would feel it. Luke 12 and 12. He says, in that hour, don't even worry what you will say. The Holy Ghost will give you the words to say i am he i am he and i pray this morning that would be a revelation that we take out of the place of worship and what we really need to find our voice again is to hear him saying those words i am he that's why i love to worship you know what happens to me when i worship is that he's breathing something in me it's that revelation of who he is to me that makes me realize come on i can do all things through christ who strengthens me if the lord be for me who can be against me there's something about who he is to Gives me my voice that wakes up an audacity that stirs up something in my heart. But, friends, I'll tell you what I refuse to be silent, I refuse to allow the world to creep into my mind and take away my voice. Today, I pray something that you will wake up, something that you will hear him say, I am he, I am he, I'm the one you've longed for. I am he, I am he. Some of you told yourself it's on the other side of when I get that job when I get that relationship when I'm able to prove to listen he says I am he I am he right here right now right here right now I am he I am he I pray you hear that in worship today I am he God God says I am he I am he I am he this is the song we need to be hearing friends don't let the world take it away from you Oh, don't ever forget it lift up your hands one more time and worship to remember I am he God says I am he I am he I am he that is with you always that will never leave you that will never forsake you I am he I am he I am he that is your rock I am he that is your vindicator I am he God says I am he I am He that is your merciful God, that is your gracious Father, I am He, I am He, I made you for this very thing, so you walked in, maybe you walked into church this morning like a lonely crawler, maybe all through the service, you don't even feel anybody should greet you, you're just there but i believe today you can walk out with the anointing of a city taker you can walk out anointed to do what god has called you to do to live the life some of you it's going to be a business idea some of you it's going to be a new project it's going to be but you are anointed for it people god is giving you a voice god is giving you a voice come on god is giving you a voice god is giving you a voice can we do something this morning can we just do this prophetically this morning i don't know how you came to church I don't know what's going on in your world, but I believe right now God is giving you a voice. I'm done preaching. God is giving you a voice. I'm going to give you five seconds and I want you to lift out a shout. But as you do it, as you do it, I want you to feel like God is breaking something open in you. And everything that has tried to hold you down, hold you back, you are being librated. Come on. Can we lift a shout this morning?
2: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Mm See!
1: I, I feel like the Holy Spirit is doing something in your heart I feel like like a sleeping lion has been woken up this morning I feel like like a giant is coming to life on your inside take a moment to pray Paul says to Timothy stir up the gift of God that is in you stir up the gift of God that is in you spirit is saying to somebody it's a new you it's a new you it's a new you it's a new you you never saw yourself in that light but with him is the fountain of life and in his light you see light it's a new you the hand of god is upon people the hand of god is upon people oh my the hand of god is upon people of God is upon people this morning yeah the hand of God is upon people people in this room this morning the mistake hell made was letting you come to church this morning somebody you know it was like a puzzle to come to church this morning that's why God brought you here because he wants to do something in you and then something through you that you would never have him, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not even entered into the mind of any the things that God has prepared for those who love him. God says to somebody, "I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for the next part of your life. I'm ready for the next season of your life," God says. I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. For some of you, it's going to be a change of maybe like environment of circumstance. For some of you, it's going to be the same place. For some of you, it's going to be the same city. Go back. Same family. Same relationship. But you'll be amazed how the anointing will transform you. Will transform you. We all beholding as in a mirror the glory of God. We're being transformed. We're looking with unveiled face. We're being transformed into that same image. It's a new day. It's a new season, says the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I I, I feel like I want to pray. I want to pray for you, church. I want to pray for for everybody this morning. I I really sense this message is maybe. It's, I feel like it's life defining for somebody I don't know if anybody feels that way I feel like it's life defining for somebody I feel, I feel it's going to set the course of the rest of your life and I believe that you know, John chapter 1 says that um, the law came by Moses but it says truth and grace came by Jesus I believe Jesus doesn't just give us truth so you don't just hear his word like wow this is true but you hear it as truth and grace there's a grace for performance for every truth he speaks to you that's what i want to speak over you this morning but but before i pray for you i want to make an invitation um somebody came to church this morning and you're not in the right place with god maybe maybe you're new in church maybe you've been coming really doesn't matter but my big question is whether you can boldly say that you have put your faith in jesus that you are born again um you're saved you're a child of god whatever words you use to express it maybe you've been coming to church maybe you're new But the big question is whether you can boldly say that I'm in the right place with God through Jesus. Because there's only one way you can be in the right place with God. It's through Jesus. And I want to make an invitation this morning because I believe today is the day for that miracle to happen in your life. Say you're speaking to me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask everybody to just bow their heads and close their eyes. We're standing because we want to identify with you and honor your decision this morning. But I'll just ask everybody to just bow their heads and close their eyes this morning and I just ask you if you say you're speaking to me I'm going to count to three and I want you to put your right hand on your chest wherever you are as you hear the sound of my voice I believe you're hearing the sound of the Holy Spirit calling you inviting you to himself this morning and if you say you're speaking to me I want to be made right with God I'm living in sin I'm far away from God maybe at some point of your life you had made this choice but as we speak today you know you've walked away from it today's a day to come back Are you ready? One, two, three. Put your hand on your chest wherever you are. God sees you. God bless you. God sees you. God knows you. God bless you. God bless your sincerity this morning. God bless you. Anybody else want to join in? Do that before we pray. God bless you. I see your hands there. I see your hands there. God bless you. It's a miracle that's happening. You're making a choice for Jesus. We're going to pray in a moment. If you want to join in, please do that. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. The Bible says that we believe with our hearts and we confess with our mouths unto salvation. So you know what I'm going to ask us to do? The whole church family is going to join you. If your hand is on your chest, just say these words. God sees your sincerity right now. Are you ready, church family? Let's join and say, Heavenly Father.
2: Heavenly Father, I come
1: to you today. I come to you soon. because you made a way for me to come.
2: Because you made a way for me. Through me the tonight. death. The burial, the burial and the resurrection, the
1: resurrection. Of, your son, of your son Jesus. Say I believe with all my heart, that, all that, my Jesus heart. that Jesus Christ
0: is the son of God, is son of and, God. He's of and he's the savior of the world. Say today, today I, confess I
1: confess Jesus
0: as my Lord, as my Lord and, my and my savior. Say I give everything, I give everything to, follow to follow you. Say please forgive, please
1: forgive me of the past.
0: And give me a whole new start. Whole new start. Say I will live for you. I will for Say please you. feel me with your grace fill me with your spirit and i'll
1: never be the same
0: I'll, never be I'll say today today is the
1: beginning, is the beginning of, the rest of, my life. of
0: the rest of my life i'm a child of god, I'm a child of god. And one, day,
1: one day i'll be with you in heaven I'll be with you in, in heaven. jesus name jesus. who loves a miracle can we celebrate it this morning wow i love the sound of a miracle i love the sound of a miracle Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
2: This is a sound of faith. This is a sound of hope. This is a sound of love. And we respond with a sound of praise. Come on.
1: Thank you, Jesus. I want to congratulate everybody making that choice today. I, I just feel it in my heart. I love a miracle. I just feel such such grace in this house this morning i want to say congratulations to everybody who made that decision You just did the right thing and hey we'd love to help you we'd love to stand with you you know we'd love to be in faith with you we'd love to support you in every way we can i have here in my hand what we call a fresh life devotional it's to get you started to be empowering you in your journey with god um and team member might have tried to pick you out and place it in your hands but maybe nobody did I have some guys waving it at the back somewhere around there'll be somebody on your way out of the building just waving it please pick one up all right we just want to get you started tell somebody I made that decision I need a copy of that and we want to be praying for you we want to help you take those first steps in your walk with God but we're so excited about your choice it's a miracle that just happened and heaven is rejoicing right now because of you Hey, I want to pray for you, family. Can I, can I pray for everybody this morning? Um, I don't know what season of life you're in. I don't know what the context is. I don't know what you're dealing with. But I want to pray for you because I want this week to be a week of you rediscovering your voice. of you sounding your voice. of That because of you, the room, the community receives an elevation to a level of hope, faith, and love. That you will be a bridge this week. You'll be a channel this week. I want to pray for you. And I believe it's a direction of life that God is setting people. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for brothers, sisters, everybody in church this morning, under the sound of my voice, listening to this message. And I thank you, Lord God, because you don't just give us truth, but you give us grace for the performance of your truth. And people have heard your word this morning. People have heard it as a challenge, heard it as a sound, God. We don't even need to be good enough. We don't even need to know enough. And Lord, I believe you are propelling us in new ways. People are walking out of this house this morning to start conversations, to walk directions, to start things. Ideas are dropping in people's minds. You're making people a voice in different ways and in different expressions. Father, today, I just speak your grace for a performance of those things that were told us of the Lord. I speak your grace in the name of Jesus. Let it come upon people. Let it come upon brothers, upon sisters this morning, God. Upon everybody hearing a word this morning. Let there be a backing of grace this morning. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you that your hand is upon us. Your spirit is at work within us. And so this morning I declare there's a propelling. There's a propelling of the working of God in people's lives this morning. There's a propelling in the direction of bubbles. There's a quickening of steps God. There's an elevation of voice levels this morning. There's a new wave of audacity sweeping upon people this morning God. By the power of the Holy Spirit I declare a new spirit of faith to be upon you. A new believing in the working of God. I declare this morning that there's a courage a boldness that is coming upon you that you never had before. Right now in this moment I speak it over you. A boldness that only the Holy Spirit can give. For God has not given you a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind it's upon you people and as you walk this week you will walk in expressions of boldness and of audacity by the holy spirit and i thank you for it father in jesus name we pray and everybody said amen 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 Amen. can we thank god for his word this morning We
0: are so honored to have been able to share this teaching message with you from Sycamore Church, Ibadan, Nigeria. We really hope you found it to be a blessing. To find out more about us or how you can receive more resources from our church or our pastor, Tolulokpaimudi, please visit our website, www.sycamore.church that's S-Y-C-A-M-O-R-E.church or on Facebook and YouTube at Sycamore Church and on Instagram and Twitter at Sycamore underscore church. If you're ever anywhere around us, we'll be super honored to welcome you at one of our services.